Warning, the following content may contain elements that are not suitable for some audiences. Viewer discretion is advised. Hello, kitties. This is y'all's duly, John Kassir, the voice of the Crypt Keeper. And you're listening to Slasher Radio. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Slasher Radio. It's Boy Bones with Mr. Rob Humphrey and the cat herself. Ladies, what's going on? Meow, meow, meow. <laughs> I, I was going to say, I, I, I didn't have my screen up, but I'm pretty sure that was Rob. <laughs> yeah, what's going on, guys? Oh, hold on, what's up? Doing all right. It's going to be a weird podcast tonight, considering I'm not talking to either one of you, so... <laughs> Rob is not happy. Cat had the wonderful idea. Let's talk Saw. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, wonderful and, idea. Right. Like a genius. <laughs> or stroke. One <laughs> <laughs> or the other. Yeah. And Rob, as you know, anyone who listens to us regularly is always in his cheery mood, but isn't that happy this week? Nope, not at all. I had only seen the first two Saw movies, and um, I didn't like them enough to continue watching the rest of the movies so over the past week or so i watched eight of these <laughs> damn movies my god i can't wait to tell you what's wrong with them well i know what's wrong with them <laughs> <laughs> um i'm very much here to play devil devil's advocate on the saw franchise i i saw is my favorite horror movie franchise i think um, that's that's a ridiculous especially, especially percentage wise <laughs> uh which i'll argue later um but i am really excited that being said i do know what's wrong with it like i'm very i've seen these movies a lot i know when they're bad i know why uh. all right we'll see <laughs> I, i'm gonna be neutral ground because i have mixed feelings and you know i i've always like this is awesome though because me, I, I love Bobby to death, but me and him, as Rob knows, Cat, uh, you didn't get to know Bobby, but we had like, I mean, we did a round table of horror movies, uh, or some, I forget exactly the topic. He took almost all my list except for one. Like we had very similar views and things, and it was rare that we disagreed on on anything, let alone movies. So I I love that debate factor of it, and I think that's what makes horror as great as it is because. You will get people who like the most obscure, random, terrible things like rubber, and then you'll get people who, you know, have completely different views on stuff. And it's you know, that—that's what I think makes the horror world go round, and I love it. So hopefully, you guys draw blood or something. So it'll be fantastic. <laughs> no, there's there's definitely a lot of room for discussion with this franchise. I think I'll give it that. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely agree. So I have a feeling the cat is like shaking. And and gnawing at something to start talking about Saw. So let, let's get into the news, and then we can get into it. Okay? How's that sound, guys? It's good. Okay. It's time to hump the news with Rob Humphrey. He's not a genius. I'll be good. I'll wait. <laughs> you, you sure you'll make it? You, we need, like, an IV on, sta- on standby? <laughs> 
Okay. Uh, first up, uh, this kind of just uh, a follow-up on this because uh, we had Jimmy J on a few weeks ago. And Creep Show has an animated special that is airing on Shudder October 29th. Rob, I know how much you like Creep Show. Are you yeah. looking forward to an animated special? Um, you know, yeah, yeah. I this is the first I've heard of it, but yeah, I, I I'll check it out. I, I like Creep Show a lot, and I'm not um much of a cartoon guy, but um yeah, I'll definitely give it a I'll give it a look. Okay, okay. Now, Cat, we I I like that we're we're on a weekly basis finding out your your views on things. Creep Show is such a big deal in the horror community, I think, in general. Do you agree with that? What do you think about Creepshow? Oh, I love Creepshow. Um, I love the old movie Creepshow. I loved the Shudder series as well. Um, it okay. had Tobin Bell in it, and I'm I'm really looking forward uh, to the animated special. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I haven't gotten through all of Creep the new Creepshows yet, and um, a, a year ago from pretty much this episode. We had uh, Greg Nicotero on, and he was telling us all about Creepshow. And I'm ashamed of myself slightly that I haven't finished it yet. And, man, I, I, I feel like Creepshow is perfect for an animated series because, you know, it's based on a comic book and all this stuff. And, I mean, it, we're limited. I mean, loosely, I guess, in movies and series like this with CGI and all that stuff, we are still somewhat restrained to reality. Animated, you can do whatever you want, and it, I mean that's just perfect. I think. Yeah. Something like Creep Show. Yeah, it could be. I, yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to. It. I don't. Is it the same uh, people behind the series? Uh, I know Greg Nicotero is still in charge, okay. which I mean to me that is a huge plus. Mm -hmm. Um, and the special has an adaptation of uh, two two stories written by Stephen King and Joe Hill. Okay. Oh yay. I mean, yeah. what's wrong so far, you know? Yeah, yeah, no, I'm in. I'm in. I'll yeah. check that out. So I'm definitely looking forward to that. Definitely looking forward to that. Um, to not to, I don't want to get into gaming too much because we spoke a lot about it last week, and this is not something that I am happy about by any means because I do not like this title. Fortnite has, oh. uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Fortnite has Fortnite mares. I guess that's an event they're having, but it's going to feature Ghostbuster outfits and more. Rob, I would imagine between your farming simulator and everything else you're doing, Fortnite isn't on the top of your list. No, I, I mean, I have played it, but um, it's, you know, I'm terrible at it. It's one of those things where, like, I take three steps and then get murdered by a 12-year-old who does nothing but sit there and play <laughs> Fortnite all the time. Um, my kid likes it. He plays it quite a bit. He, um, you know, I think it's really funny to call it Fortnite. <laughs> doesn't uh, he doesn't find it that, that funny? Um, so no, it's it's not something that I spend a, a lot of time with. I mean, I got Farming Simulator 19. I got Fall Guys. Oh, I got a lot going on. Jeez. The oh yeah, and um, what you call it? Uh, uh, what else are you playing on the Switch? The oh, the, that game. Animal Crossing, yeah. Animal Crossing, Jesus yeah. Christ. I, I haven't forget. played that in a long time, actually. I, I'm going to have to get back on that. Oh, my God. you got to get back on Animal mm -hmm. Crossing. Yeah, I was I, thinking about starting my island over. I have follow-up questions about Farming Simulator, but... Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> what and why? It, um, it is the most relaxing video game ever. 
And uh, yeah, I don't know. It's just it's right. kind of fun. It, and it was um, it was a PS Plus title like oh. a couple of months ago, so I got it for free. And um, yeah, it's super relaxing. Like you just run a farm, so it's nice. I enjoy it. I I, I don't understand these farmers. Like, there's a goat simulator game, cat. I don't know. If oh yeah. Have played Goat Simulator. You have, oh my god, have you had the nerve to chastise this man about Farming Simulator? Well, goat Simulators, I, what, that I guess is one of my questions about Farming Simulator, is how accurate is it to the farming experience? Because oh. I don't think Goat Simulator really captures what it is to be a goat. Yeah. No, I, I mean, I, I'm no farmer, far from it, but um, <laughs> it's extremely complicated. Um, oh, my God. Uh, yeah, like, it's, I mean, it's ridiculously involved, and so I think they have tried to make it as close as possible to, like, you know, like, you have to buy the right equipment, and, you know, certain stuff doesn't work together. It, it's, you know, it's it's really involved. Well, I, I, <laughs> moving away from Farm Simulator, um, Kat, by your response, I would imagine you're not a Fortnite fan. Like I said, I'm not either, no. but... I mean, I, look, I'll give them this. Uh, they had a Batman event or something or other and uh, recently. And you know what, man? They do do shit justice. And I'm not saying as far as authenticity or anything. Not like that. But as far as, you know, appearance-wise and all that stuff, dude, you really couldn't ask for more because they are a high-grade company and everything looks great. So I am kind of curious. I'm not going to go on Fortnite to see it. But, you know, I'm going to Google the, the um, I guess call them avatars, I don't know, the skins, whatever the hell they are. I'm going to look them up and see how they look. Yeah, I really am. I'm curious enough to say that, to see that much. I'm sure I'll catch it when my kids play in, so. I'd be like, ooh, Ghostbusters. Yeah. I, I, I hope none of our listeners are Fortnite fans because... Oh, sorry. <laughs> Fortnite fans. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? You're not old enough to listen to this show if you're playing Fortnite. I agree. I mean, that's my go-to line. Whenever I mean, we were talking before we started the show about shit talkers on video games. My go-to line is "Go back to Fortnite." That's pretty much it. Like, it's it's annoying. So I don't know. I'm looking forward to see it. Like I said, and it's cool that a platform like that is going for the horror titles. Like Ghostbusters is a classic. Yeah, good for oh, them. Yeah. 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 Anyway, moving on from that. Apparently there are reshoots that are is going to bring Jared Leto's Joker to Justice League. Oh boy, I had opinions about that one too. <laughs> really? Like what? Not a huge fan of that Joker. Uh, if I had to rank all the Jokers, I would I would start with Jared Leto so I could um, go backwards. Like, <laughs> mm, yeah, I wasn't. Fan. Yeah, I wasn't a huge fan of that either. Um, so I don't know why they would want to put him in Justice League, but whatever. You know, I'm not going to lie. I haven't seen the new Joker yet. And oh, it's so good. I, how the hell? Wait, what? How could you say it's so good? And I re- thought I remembered you saying it was really good, and you don't like the Joker? What? No, I didn't like Jared Leto's Joker. But that was what the movie was no, uh, the new one was Joaquin right? Phoenix. Yeah. Oh my god, I'm a moron. It sure was right. Okay, yeah. I, I... Uh-oh, retard alert. Yeah. Completely retard alert. Suicide Squad, right? Yeah, yeah. Right. I thought it was Joker in Suicide Squad. I don't know what happened. Uh, Jesus, my brain farted big time. I guess I see new Joker, and people are making a big deal about this. 
So I was like, oh, cool. And, yeah, that's right. Joaquin Phoenix nailed that shit and won all kinds of shit for it. Yeah. So now, okay, now that I fucking got snapped back to reality real quick, um, what the hell? I, I'm kind of confused then. I, this is such a huge budget movie. You would think that, I don't know if money was the issue or whatever. Maybe they're just sticking to their guns with Suicide Squad. I mean, who knows? Well, they've got another Suicide Squad movie coming. Um, I don't know if Jared Leto's Joker is going to be in it or not. But I know that James Gunn is um, directing it, so it should hopefully be an improvement over the first one because the first one wasn't very good at all. But, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Well, I don't know what the hell made my brain fart about like that, but, I mean, Joaquin Phoenix was such a huge hit, you would think, you know? Yeah. I don't, the DC movies are just a mess. They're just all over the place. And, you know, it's so they can do whatever. I mean, you know, I don't. I'm not. I don't know how interested I am in seeing this, um, you know, Snyder cut of Justice League. But you know, I mean, I guess I'll check it out when it comes out. But the movies are—they're just such a mess and all over the place that it's, it's hard to get invested. True. True. Yeah. And it's a shame that uh, DC is as much of a, a shit shoot, I guess, as for as far as movies because yeah i love dc and all the characters so that's a shame yeah i've always been a much bigger dc fan than marvel uh myself and so yeah it's, it's a little disappointing so i i came in um with the mcu uh, well i grew up with um like the batman movies and then right. I, I got more into comics with the mcu so i came in from a marvel side i actually i do like the bat like the um the batman characters are my favorite overall comic book characters uh, both in terms of villains and heroes so I, I've kind of um, eased more into liking DC domains but Marvel can do a better movie more consistently right. I think that being said there were also a lot of MC mo um, MCU movies that I disliked that everyone else loved so I <laughs> but overall I, I do think Marvel can can do a good movie and that's usually where I'm at if I'm gonna read a comic usually it's a, it's gonna be a graphic novel of some kind actually um, mm -hmm. something spookier um, right so I'm, I'm kind of on the fence I guess is the answer a little bit of Marvel a little bit of DC yeah yeah never been a comic book fan but definitely Growing up, action figures, cartoons, and, you know, as they got, I loved the Batman movies of the 90s and all that, so definitely a DC kid growing up, but, yeah, it's hard to argue with Marvel's success, damn it, I hate it so much. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they just did it right, and um, and they continue to, for the most part. I mean, there been a couple of the movies that, you know, maybe I didn't like as much as everybody else, like Kat was saying, but for the most part... You know, when Marvel puts out a movie, even if it's a character I've never heard of or I'm not that familiar with, mm -hmm. I know, you know, there's a very good chance I'm going to come out of the theater having liked You know, I've never seen any of the Marvel Avenger movies. Oh, really? Not one. one. Avengers was pretty solid. Yeah. 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 Especially the new one. Like, I'm just not sitting down for a three-hour movie. I'm sorry. I'm not going <laughs> to do it. That's why I didn't see the new Joker yet. They did get long. Yeah, it's it's ridiculous. I don't know why they started doing that. Um, but yeah, so that that's really weird that they chose him. But okay, good for Leto, I guess. Um, uh, next up, Tim fucking Burton. 
wants to bring back the Adams Family for a live-action TV series. Holy shit. Interesting. <laughs> um, I mean, at this point in his career, with Tim Burton, when he gets a hold of a property, you just hold your breath and pray he doesn't mess it up. <laughs> you think so? Yeah, I mean, what's what's the last good movie Tim Burton made? Sweeney Todd. <laughs> Damn, you know? we went that far back? Yeah, 2007, yeah. Sweeney Todd, uh, the last good... Uh, Tim Burton was my favorite director growing up, and I really, I got super into Sweeney Todd, and everything since then has kind of broken my heart a little bit. <laughs> yeah, he's just, there's something's not right with him, and... You know, I, I, the good news is if he uh, does get involved with the TV series, chances are he's not going to get Johnny Depp to star in it. <laughs> Probably not. Um, I mean, you guys didn't like the Alice in Wonderland? I'm looking at his IMDb now. That's 2010. No. 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 I, I was all, so Alice in Wonderland and Tim Burton at the time were two of my favorite things in the world. I was their opening show. Um, and it was just very disappointing. You would think the two would go beautiful together, too, you know? Like, yeah. That seemed perfect on paper. And, and Dark Shadows also hurt yeah. to sit through. <laughs> like, yeah. The thing with Tim Burton is I think he needs to get back to creating something original. Fair. Fair. Um, because whenever he gets a hold of a, an established property, it's um, mediocre at best. Okay, okay, so I'm guessing you guys weren't a fan of Frank and Weenie in 2012. Yeah, I didn't see it. <laughs> Shocking. Rob, you watch everything. Yeah, uh, I didn't see that one. Oh, my God. Frank um, and Weenie's like a good thing to watch with kids. Um, yeah. It did not restore my faith in Tim Burton, but I, I didn't hate it. It was cute. Yeah. You did Dumbo in two. I didn't even know he did Dumbo. You did Dumbo in two. We had a live-action Dumbo. Yeah. I didn't watch that one. I didn't either. No. <laughs> I couldn't bring myself to... I've, I've skipped most of those live-action Disney movies where they've redone the classic cartoons. Um, I did see Aladdin because it was at the drive-in before something else that I wanted to see. Well, yeah. okay. Yeah, it wasn't terrible. Uh, that, that's a shame. You know, I, I didn't really sit and look at because I, I had no idea he was uh, like I know Frank and Weenie was kind of a big deal you know what it was I don't remember the Alice in Wonderland that well I don't know if I've seen it in its entirety I think I did I don't remember but it obviously it didn't leave that much of an impression on me so you know I guess that says something but yeah I didn't really stop and think I guess these guys get such big names you know that you just kind of remember the good on instinct and it's like, damn, man, that is true. If you really think about his latest work, it, it hasn't really been up to par. But Adam's family, eh, I don't know if that's really a whimsical kind of franchise. I mean, it, it, I could see room to make it that way, to take it in that direction. Yeah. Um, but, you know, again, I just wish he would do something original uh, and get away from these, these properties. Uh, That's because true. it's just uh, he has such a unique and interesting perspective and uh, and vision and style when mm -hmm. he makes an original movie and uh, he when you try to force that into an existing IP it, it's just terrible it, it, you know it, it's at best it's an awkward fit you know and at worst it's a disaster yeah. Uh. 
I, I hope he does. Because the Adams Family was another, like, we were talking about the Batman movies and all that in the 90s. Adams Family had really good movies. I didn't like those movies. <gasps> Rob! No, I never, I didn't like um, the Adams Family movies. I used Cat. to watch the old show, though, so I liked that. The show was very good. Cat, please tell me you have my bat on this one. Um, I tentatively have, I haven't seen them in a really long time. I remember liking them as a kid. I remember really liking the Adams Family movies. But I remember the show better as an adult. Yeah. Whenever the those Adams Family movies are on TV, I always watch them with a smile. I, I've never, I've yet to regret any of them. So, damn, Rob, I'm surprised in you. Yeah, I don't even know what it was about them. I just, I didn't like. I saw. Um, were there two of them? Yeah, there was like three. Yeah, I saw. I saw at least the first two in theaters, and I just, I don't know, they didn't land for me quite right. Uh, no, I don't know. Uh, but, you know, we talked DC versus Marvel. What do you guys think? Is it uh, the Adams Family or the Monsters? The Adams Family. family. Yeah. See, I've always liked the Monsters better. What? Yeah, I always thought the Monsters was a funnier show. It was a better show. I'm going to have you examine. With Grandpa and uh, Eddie. I mean, I, I like the Monsters. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. I'm not going to sit and knock them, but I don't know. They had Uncle Fester, man. Thing, Cousin oh. It. And, and uh, the monsters had uh, what was her name, Marilyn, that hot chick, and they, you know, she's super, she's super smoking hot, and they're always talking about how ugly she was and stuff. <laughs> oh my God! Yeah. Give it to Rob. That was a good show. <laughs> like the the weird dragon pet under the stairs. I don't know. It doesn't beat a hand. Can't remember that. I can't remember the name of that thing. Uh, anyway, yeah, I always like the monsters better. I don't know why. That's a little shocking. Okay, well. To each their own, I guess. But um, yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to that. I, I like I said, I do think even though Adam's family isn't really, they they do have a little whimsical in there here and there, but it, it is more of a darker thing, which Tim Burton does well too. I think he can adjust, and I'm really looking forward to seeing what he can do with this. I hope that I'm wrong to be skeptical, but right. I'm gonna be mostly excited about Tim Burton when they decide to finally adapt the melancholy death of Oyster Boy. I have no idea what the hell you're talking about. All right, <laughs> fair. Um, Oyster I, boy, what? he can he can do uh, dark and he can do it well. I mean, like Sleepy Hollow was really good. Um, oh and yeah, that's, and that's a pretty dark movie. He he can do it, um, but I don't know. It's uh, again, it, it's an existing property, which is usually bad news for him. And it's TV. Is Tim Burton? I mean, has he even done TV before? Uh, Not that I'm aware of, but... Video short, video documentary. He did something, what the hell, uh, Fairy Tale Theater? That was in 1986. Oh, boy. So, (laughs) not in a while, at least. Yeah. um, He did a few um, TV movies, but different. Yeah, I'm not familiar with that Fairy Tale Theater. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'll probably check it out. I don't know that I'll really go out of my way to to watch it. I mean, I'll probably watch you know the first episode or two. We'll right. see what's after that. Yeah, yeah. It's hard for me to get invested in stuff and it, with TV nowadays because it's just I I don't know what the hell it is, but it's just hard for me to really sit down and watch stuff weekly. And I don't know why because I used to be able to. The only thing that could really catch me weekly and it's not even horror related. Walking Dead used to do it. Big Brother, man, I will sit 
fucking watch some Big Brother. Let me tell you. Big Brother? Right. Really? Is that show still on? Oh, it's phenomenal, dude. Mm-hmm. Pat, do you, watch, you don't watch Big Brother? No. Damn it. You're alone on this one. <laughs> I, I guess. Yeah. It's so hard to find people who watch Big Brother, and it's so damn good. Yeah, I mean, I watched it a long time ago, like when it was still a new thing. I didn't, but honestly, I, I swear I didn't know it was still on. I watched Big Brother, like you said, at the beginning. I can't believe we're talking about Big Brother. I, I watched it at the beginning, and like, you know, season one, season two, blah, 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 and all that. And It's just, I, dude, I think I caught it, it. I think they're on season 22 or something like that. But I caught season 18, and oh my god, it was so good, and I've yeah. been hooked ever since. I'll get sucked into a trashy reality show. Don't, uh, uh, you know, I'm not even going to act like I'm above it. Like, I spent an entire weekend a couple of weeks ago watching a show that's streaming on that uh, Peacock streaming service called uh, Below Deck. It's about people who work on these mega yachts. And I just watched it. That's all weekend. I it's a stupid show. Jeez. Yeah. Yeah, they have they have way too many stupid shows on nowadays. Like you never know what you'll find. Like that I seen a show about houses being built. Apparently you get a house like house boat. Or something. Yeah. I I don't fucking know. Anyway. <laughs> so that's pretty much it for the news. Um Cat, I'm unleashing you. Yay! <laughs> what is it? Because you mentioned Saw to me several times. Yes. Um, I've been thinking about it a lot recently, probably because it is around, uh, it's around Halloween. I, I grew up, we talked about this, I, I think I mentioned it in the last episode too, where I kind of, I grew up with the Saw franchise. Uh, my love for horror is very interconnected into the Saw franchise. I do wonder some, sometimes if I would like it as much as I do if I had come across it later like I did with a lot of the classic franchises, you know? Mm-hmm. But it was that, you know, I had that feeling of... Um, like waiting in between the release of these movies, you know, and one would come out and I'd have questions at the end and I'd have to wait a whole year to figure out, you know, like uh, what they were going to do with it next. And it also, you know, my, I have a lot of fond memories tied into it also because uh, it would come out right around my birthday. I spent, I think uh, from the time I was 13 to uh, the time I was 18, I, I spent most of my, like, birthday parties out at the movie theater watching the new Saw. So it's, like, it's a very personal I, – I grew up with this franchise. Um, and it's flawed, but it's – I think it's one of the most interesting series to talk about. And I do think it's one of the most – this is the argument that I always make for Saw as a franchise as a whole, is that I think it's the most consistent – like there are weaker there are like three tiers of quality in saw films. Mhm. And obviously the bottom tier, the movies aren't great when you get to it. No. But if you look at the worst saw movie versus like the worst any other horror franchise that has had more than three movies, you know, like I Jigsaw's my least favorite. I know a lot of people think the final chapter was worse, uh which I get. The blood was pink. It was unfortunate. Uh-huh. It was marketed in 3D, and then they de- never released a 3D home version. Like, it had problems. I, I get it. Um, but if you look at that, if you look at the final chapter or, you know, my least favorite is Jigsaw, it, 
against something like, you know, <laughs> there are some uh, against like Jason takes Manhattan. You know, uh, if uh, easy, I like that movie. <laughs> Sorry. I know, um, I, I, that is oh – I have no idea how you can possibly like that movie. <laughs> <laughs> if you look at it against what was the what was the latest Hellraiser that came out? Oh god. Like the two, oh, 2019 god. Hellraiser. Yeah. Jigsaw's better than that. Like it's it's not great, but if that's where the bar is, you know, like there's there's very little difference, I I think. There are no entries in the Saw franchise that are so bad that I can't sit through them. And that's something that I don't have with a lot of even my other favorite horror franchises. There's always that one that I kind of skip over. And Saw uh. doesn't have that for me. And they they all feel like a Saw movie. They all have the same few characteristics while broaching different subjects. They all add to John Kramer's backstory. They all tell a small enclosed story of their own. And they all tackle like some other interesting issue, well whether it's on a personal or a societal level, which I really like. And the moral implications of the franchise make it fascinating to dive into and talk about and I, I just think as a franchise it's very solid. Okay. I mean, that's fair. You brought up Friday the 13th in a very rude comparison to Sorry. one of my favorite movies. Jason X? Can I compare it to Jason X? No, 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 you cannot. Jason X is awesome. Okay. I was going to go there, but Rob, I, you, I like Jason X as well, so I'm not going to... Jason goes to hell. Jason goes to hell. That's the one. Uh, okay, okay. I, yeah. But see, the vibe I got, and, and it's not as, you know, equivocating... Look at that word. Damn! Equivocating the, um, you know, how bad the movies are to each other, but I do feel like Jigsaw because I watched that one today, so yeah. it's fresh. It felt like Jason X in in terms of it got too far ahead of itself, I think, and it it just I I don't I felt like Jason X. I it felt like okay, this thing is dead. Let's give one last ditch effort. And that's what we got. I mean, I like Jason X, so I'm, it's, it's not a comparison in, in those terms. But, yeah, as far as, um, how good the movie was, I would give it the Jason Goes to Hell, Rob. I, I agree on that. Yeah. I, I need you guys to go look at Twitter and the, uh, message thread that we have going, because I, I, I want to ask you a question about the Saw 3D poster. Is that Sylvester uh, Stallone? Yeah, that's exactly what I'm asking. Why is Sylvester Stallone on the poster? Oh, my. My name is Rocky Balboa. What? Because it looks exactly like Sylvester Stallone. Like, that is Stallone, right? I'm pretty sure that's still Tobin Bell. Yeah, right? that's... That, <laughs> I think that's what they want you to think, but they couldn't get him to come for the photo, the photo shoot, so they got Stallone to stand in for him or something. I think they want people to think Stallone's in this because it looks like there's a little Rambo belt around him. Yeah. It looks like he's wearing war boots and everything. It looks exactly like Sylvester Stallone. Wow. I thought you sent, like, something you found that was funny and you had Sly in there. And I'm like, what the hell? Get a job, you bum. No, no, that's the poster. <laughs> no idea why it looks like that. Um, in regards to Jigsaw, uh, that was one of my least favorites um, of the franchise. It, I didn't understand what the point of it was. It just felt tacked on and completely unnecessary. Um, Jigsaw's the 
only one that let me down, like, in the, the only one that I regretted, like, coming out of the theater being sad, the only one was Jigsaw, and it's, there were so many stories left at the end of Seven that I had been waiting to get picked up, there, there were so many ideas I had and that other fans had had, and, and then none of, they were all ignored when Jigsaw came back, I, I was like, yeah. this is gonna be it, we're gonna find out what happens to Daniel Matthews, and they're like, oh no, actually, one of the one of the I took notes when I was watching the movies, and one of the things that I wrote down for Jigsaw was, uh, it feels more like a graphic episode of Law and Order than it does a Saw film. <laughs> Bro, uh, okay, Rob, you walked me right into one of my biggest points on it, and I do want to hear. Uh, all right, go go. I I'll get into it first because I do want to hear because you really really weren't happy when Saw was brought up, and it seems like your mind hasn't been changed with some surprise. But dude, I like the first, second, and third saw. I will, I will really stand true to that. Yes. But as it went on, it felt more like a a cop series than anything <laughs> else. And Rob, I'm glad it wasn't just me. Like I really thought that's where it was. Like I was like, what the hell happened? And uh, you noticed it too, which is fantastic. I thought it was going crazy. Yeah. No. Um. You know. Mikey, you know me. I'm extremely open-minded and uh, willing to accept other people's input and opinions on things. You're a big phony! Um, <laughs> but, boy, was my mind not changed on this Saw franchise. Um, <laughs> I will I will say that uh, upon re-watching them, I did actually enjoy the first one and the second one. The third one. I didn't like. No. <laughs> yeah, no, I was done. Um and that was pretty much it. Um, there was one other one I kind of liked. I think, though, part of the problem is what Kat made reference to earlier. Um, this is not a franchise that I feel like you can sit down and watch one after the other, which is how I did it. And uh, I didn't, not all at once, but over the course of a couple of days. Okay. And I think that the problem is there's... It's very formulaic, and you see those patterns and you see the formula right in your face when you watch them one after the, you know, right in a row. It stands out so much so, you know. Um, there's going to be obviously, you know, the traps and everything, and then there's going to be a, you know, they're going to fuck with the timeline so that you think something's happening concurrent to, to other events, but then you find out that it already happened in the past, and then at the end they're going to reveal some weird twist and then somebody's going to say game over and shut a door. Right. Yeah. I and mean, that's, that's a saw movie. Um, and so when you watch that eight times in a row over the course of a couple of days, you start going, Oh Jesus, this is fucking torture. Yeah. And I, so I do think it probably would have benefited seeing them when they came out, you know, with a year in between and, and, you know, the buildup and the excitement leading to the new, to the new one. But I'd like to comment for me. on that as well. I have an annual Saw Marathon that I do. Uh, it started oh, as a double feature. Uh, <laughs> and I, I thought it was funny the next year when, when the third one was released to DVD to like also add that one in there. I've actually seen the Saw movies um, at, like, I, I marathon them every year back to back. And it they are formulaic. I, I think that there's enough difference in the tone of the stories, mm -hmm. at, at least for me, that they don't feel that even with the formula, like 
I, I don't feel overwhelmed by it. But what really gets me is I think the closer you watch them together, the more tragic John Kramer's backstory seems. Like, because it's not just the arc that you're following for each individual movie. It's his mindset throughout, you know, the becoming of Jigsaw and all of the killings, which I it's one of the reasons why I like the franchise is I think Kramer is a very interesting villain. I looked at it um, actually quite the opposite way um, in that I feel like these movies and this franchise would have been better served to be um, just to keep it simple. Mm-hmm. I think there was a lot of interesting stuff happening with the sort of individual stories, but then they would constantly have that sort of overarching story of the entire franchise that kept getting in the way of me enjoying what was happening. <laughs> and it got, it just, I, I feel like if they had kept it simpler, it would have been a much more enjoyable and, and probably a much more interesting franchise. I do think the character of John Kramer is extremely interesting. Um, there's a lot to explore there. I'm not sure that they explored it in, to its fullest extent, though. I think that they think they did. But they didn't. Mm-hmm. I, I do think it would have been stronger if one director had, and I would have, yes. two of my favorite directors have worked on the Saw franchise. I would have been happy with either one of them taking over. But I, I do wish that one person from beginning to end had been involved. Because I think it's hard to do a, like consistent character work with a character that you're only coming in for the like fifth or sixth movie, you know. You wish you had a Wes Craven. Yes. You know, something Hope like we all that. Wish we had a Wes well, Craven. We, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> that that is very true. Although there were also because uh, Nightmare on Elm Street is also one of my favorite horror franchises. Oh hell yeah! And there were some issues in working on Freddy's character as well. Yeah. Well, yeah. That's... that also wasn't. Yeah, well, Wes walked away from that franchise for a long time, though. That was yeah, that did. was a whole mess. Um, so I, yeah, I don't know. I I got like okay, so they would do a twist at the end of every movie, basically, right? Right. Yes. And I got really annoyed because then they would go through the process of walking us through the twist, and it was almost like they were elbowing me in the ribs, going, "Ha ha! See how clever we are!" <laughs> I'm yeah. like, yeah, "You don't need you to spell it out for me. I get it." Yeah, <laughs> like, I understand what's happening here. It, it just, um, yeah, I, I just got really annoyed with that really quick. As a, it helped me as a younger viewer, as maybe I shouldn't have been watching Saw as young as I did, but as a younger viewer, that was something that uh, really helped sell me on the first one. And then, you know, because I, I was young, I wasn't paying, like, the closest attention during the movie. And then when they watched me through the twist, I was like, oh, I get this, even though I, I had one eye elsewhere. And then, you know, for the second one, I was a little bit more invested. It's also something I think adds to, like, um, rewatchability in a weird way. Because normally stuff like that really bugs me, and it doesn't in Saw. And I think one of the reasons is because they do walk you through enough Take the first one as example. They walk you through, you know, oh, it wasn't Zeb. Zeb met John at the hospital, and and John was really jigsaw the whole time, and he's going to stand up, you know. And they they had the flashbacks. They walk you through it in the last couple minutes before the the game over. But they don't show you everything. Um, And I think one of the things with that is, like, 
there are Easter eggs hidden in there that you notice on your second or third or, like, 15th time watching if you're a normal person that watches this franchise too much. Uh, you know, because there's that scene where John's, like, he's in the hospital bed and he's got his sketchbook open and you can see him designing the reverse bear trap, right. like, in the hospital in, like, one of the earliest scenes of the film. Mm. And, like, they, they don't go over the top. They don't show you the times when they're, like, really clever and really subtle. They just show you the broad strokes, which has made it very interesting to see multiple times. Unfortunately, I will probably never see that stuff because I don't <laughs> think I will ever watch these movies again. Oh, my God. We broke Rob. Yeah, Sorry. I... <laughs> Yeah, I just, I mean, like I said, I think the first two were good. I, I did like those. And so that actually, I was like, hey, maybe I'm going to like this this time. And then, boy, it fell off a cliff with three, and it never really came back. Okay, hold on a second. Because I did tell you that I, I really felt strongly, at least if nothing else, you would like two. So you did. I did, yeah. Okay, okay. Because okay. I, I didn't have high hopes on one because... I mean, I liked one personally, but you know, it it was very straightforward movie. Either you were gonna like it or you weren't gonna like it. There was really not much middle room in that movie. So I was like, all right, maybe he won't. Two, I think, and I talked about this when um, uh, Jimmy J was on a few weeks ago. We talked about a franchise and how you make the difference between a movie and a franchise, and a good franchise at that. This, uh, you need a good follow-up movie, and it has to be comparable to the first. And, man, I, I like the second Saw better than the first one, and I think they did a really good job with following up. Because, I mean, the first Saw just went fucking bonkers in the theaters. Like, everybody stopped and was talking about that damn movie. And then you get another one that's like, oh, well, shit, how do you top that? And they did, which I think set up. And, Rob, you know, I, I like 3, too. I don't remember liking 3 that much, but on the rewatch, I really like 3. I didn't like it. Um, Why not? I I will tell you, I ranked the movies as I was going through and watching them, and I had uh, Saw 2 ranked number one. I do think, critically speaking, so, like, Saw 3 is my favorite, but I okay. think, critically speaking, Saw 2 is the best. Yeah. Saw 3, I have ranked as seven. <laughs> <laughs> Dear Lord, that low? Yeah. Damn! Yeah. What? I, I really did not like that one. <laughs> um, I, I was talking about how saw the twist was like one of the first plot twists that ever got me was the first saw movie i was very surprised that they had the guts and the capacity to double down on two and get like a second twist in there and then three i i went in i was hyper focused um it was the first one i got to see in theater i was so laser focused it's like i'm not gonna miss whatever the twist is i'm gonna catch it this time and it was it was the first one that went really hard into the gore, and I got so distracted <laughs> by everything else that was going on. I think it was maybe the most effective use of, like, oh, you wanted gore, huh? Because <laughs> usually yeah. those movies are not my favorite. But 3 actually used it to its advantage, because the plot twist, it they did, like, a double whammy plot twist in 3, and it was ex and I was so distracted by everything else going on in the movie that even though it spelled out very clearly from the beginning, way over my head, like the first viewing. Also, there was a lot less Shawnee Smith in this franchise than I thought there was going to be. Like I thought right. she was a major player in these movies, and she's only in the first couple, and then she's gone. I, that's also why I liked three. I'm a big fan of Shawnee Smith. I was very sad 
that she was not the new Jigsaw. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I remembered that too, Rob, and I, I thought I was losing my damn mind. She she wasn't in any other ones other than four. I mean, these movies blend together for me. So she was in one other one, wasn't she? Um, after the third, I don't I don't I don't remember her being in another one after the third, but I could be wrong. Uh, she so she had like flashback cameos, but uh, she was not actively in. Yeah, I feel like they fucked up with that. Well, maybe she didn't want to do it. Could be. It could be. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I don't know why she's not there. I just know that I I associate, like, when I think of Saul, obviously the first person you think of is Tobin Bell. Right. But then her name was always the second that I would think of when I thought of the franchise, and it turns out she's only in, you know, not even half of the movie. See, that that's the main thing. That, well, there's a bunch of things that get me later in the franchise, but that's the main thing that really has me scratching my head. Like, they really didn't want – they didn't really – no, and like you guys mentioned earlier, it could be difference in directors and writers and all that shit, but man, who the hell is the face of this franchise? Like, I mean, I guess it's Tobin Bell. Yeah, it has to be Tobin Bell. Like, but then he dies, and he doesn't, and he's not, and, and then you have Amanda, and she's in there, but then she's out of there, but she was so prominent that you remember her longer than she was. Yeah. I mean, now we got Sylvester Stallone. My name is Rocky Balboa. <laughs> I don't know who the face of this franchise is, and I think if they were going to kind of cut off Tobin Bell, they should have stuck with Amanda, man. She she should have yeah. been the one, and yeah. she wasn't. That sucks. Uh, yeah, I, I would have enjoyed it more had they stuck with her, I think, just because she's a lot of fun to look at. <laughs> but so anyway, I was just surprised because I thought she was going to be and more of uh, the franchise than she was. Instead, I had the, the that cop guy who kept showing up. And I'm sorry, I could not tell the difference between Kevin that guy Strom? and the FBI guy. Strom and yeah, Hoffman look so much alike. Yeah. That's a mistake. I, kept, I, have, I have a note in these like the one movie where they're both in it a lot. I'm just like, which one is this? Okay, who's this? Which one is this? Because they look, I'm like, are these fuck guys fucking twin brothers? What's going on here? Why are they exactly the same? It's wild, because if you look at pictures of the actors, they don't look anything alike, but if you watch Saw 4 or Saw 5, it's like, it's almost impossible to tell the difference between yeah. the two of them. It was driving me nuts. And as stupid <laughs> as it sounds, that's a big mistake, I think. It is. Because you already have a, a movie, a franchise, that's so confusing. And they're jumping here, and they're jumping there, and they're back and forth all over the fucking place, and there's a lot to catch on with. The last thing you need to worry about is who's this, you know, because I have that too. Five has two detectives that are working on the same case that look exactly alike on two different timelines fighting each other because one is secretly the new Jigsaw, and it drove me crazy. Like, who did casting for this? I know. Yeah. I know. And, you know, I, I, dude, I can't get over it. I really wanted it to be... Um, if it wasn't going to be Tobin Bell, I wanted it to be Tobin Bell, but that like it should have been Amanda, man. Like, I I didn't like the cop, dude. I I really didn't like him right off the bat. It it rubbed me the wrong way with that. But you know you can get over it. Like if the move a movie like that, you're in it for the gore, you're in it for the kills, you're in, you know. So if those are good enough, you you won't be unhappy. But like I don't know, it's just. I, this this franchise lost its face, and that's really hard to over. We we just talked about it recently with um, uh, season of the witch, Rob. You don't have Michael Myers, like it, it's always going to be there. 
You know that. Do you want to open up this can of worms? <laughs> no, we did, no, we did not. Cat, <laughs> I'm going to put you on the spot. Oh. What do you think about Season of the Witch? Not to get off topic. So, <laughs> I, oh no, I'm I'm scared because I know I'm on thin ice for making everyone watch all the Saw movies this week. <laughs> I really like Season of the Witch, but you can't God look at it. it as a Michael Myers movie. Like, you just have to forget that it's part of the Halloween franchise, because it, it, it's not a bad movie. God damn it. Uh, you it's know, not right. bad. It's not bad. It's an amazing it's, movie. Listen to it's just, it's, it. It doesn't have Michael in it, and that's... <laughs> I, got, I got two words for you, Mikey. God. Tom motherfucking ass. <laughs> God damn it. You know, Kat, we got off to such a good start with the leprechaun, and you didn't like rubber. Like, what's happening lately? I'm sorry. Damn it. Damn it. Rob, you're paying her. <laughs> <laughs> you're doing something over here. God damn it. But anyway, I, uh, I, it's fucking Halloween three. That's what Saw needed. It needed Tom Atkins. I am so glad it well, didn't have him. <laughs> I don't know about that. I agree. See, there I, we go. I will agree it needed more Shawnee Smith. Yes. Oh, she was, and it's, again, it's one of the things that I really like about the Saw franchise is even though she wasn't there nearly long enough, Amanda's one of my favorite horror villains. Right. If you can yeah. call her that. Yeah. Well, I think that she's an interesting character, much like Jigsaw himself or, or John Kramer is an interesting character. Um, I guess I just never felt like they really got to who John Kramer was. Um, I, I think that they made attempts to, to dive deep into the character to let us know exactly who he was, but then they would pull back because, you know, they were going to make more movies or whatever. And so we never really got the answer um, to understand him or what really drove him as a person. And I think maybe the same thing's true of Amanda, although actually I think she was probably a little clearer than, than John Kramer was by, by the time it was over. But I think they're both really interesting characters and their motivations for doing things, the things that they do are, are very interesting. I think that the franchise in itself is built interesting premise. I just don't think it was executed properly. And, the Saw movies, the bottom tier of Saw movies for me, I talked about, like, I have three tiers. I think my problem with all of the ones on the bottom tier are that the premise is amazing and the execution was lacking in those more yeah. than the other ones, except for Jigsaw is also in the bottom tier. And it was just wasted potential because there were so many plot threads already going and then they didn't pick any of them up right and that was my problem with jigsaw but you know saw four i wasn't crazy about and the final chapter was executed very poorly but mm -hmm. the the fact that they had a jigsaw support group like i would have loved for them to just laser focus in on that <laughs> mm -hmm. that was very fascinating to me and was then that a, was that the final chapter with the guy who wrote the book yeah. Yeah, that was a really, really interesting premise. Interesting concept, yeah. but the ex they focused it, too much on making it 3D. Yeah, the execution uh. was was not good, but that was a, a really interesting premise. I was let down by that one um, because I thought, you know, when I figured out that, oh, this guy's lying and he wrote this book, I thought, oh, this is going to be awesome. And I, I just – it didn't really work. The one that I did like was Six. Um, oh, with the insurance? With the insurance people, yeah. And that was the, that uh, to me was a really um, great example, I thought, of it would have been a better movie had it been just simpler. Had they left out sort of the overarching 
storyline stuff and just focused on what was happening with the insurance people, I think it would have been a great movie. Then you wouldn't know. See, it would have been a stronger independent story. I think the social commentary would have been stronger, but you were talking about not feeling like you know John Kramer's motivations really well. And the fact that he, that was, that he was turned down and that he had gotten so enraged about having the formula to determine whether or not a person can live or die. That was like, it was a very formative moment for what drives him to do the traps. And that connection was something that I made the previous movies better for me, I think. Yeah, I mean, I guess I can see that. I just, to me, that was another thing that, you know, he was turned down, but he wasn't turned down for treatment. He wasn't turned down for coverage. He was turned down for an experimental treatment that had a low percentage uh, chance of working. You know what I mean? (laughs) But But it wasn't that he... I don't think that's the thing that made him really tick, though, because he was turned down for treatment, uh, and he did have that conversation. Um, but I think the thing that made him – the thing that they kept cycling back around to was he was upset that the formula didn't cover a person's will to live. And I think that was that, – at least that was the takeaway for me, is that it, it wasn't just what he saw as an injustice being done to him. It was an injustice that his condition had led him to encounter that was affecting everyone. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, that that did come up in the movie uh, a few different times. It was brought up about uh, the person's will to live and stuff. I, I, and I did like that one. Uh, I thought that was uh, one of the better entries in the franchise. Uh, four, as you mentioned, I thought was dumb. Like I, yeah, right. I, I, I took a, I took a note that um, they start doing the autopsy on uh, John Kramer and they find a, a tape. Like I guess it's in his stomach or it's inside the body somewhere. And uh, as soon as they find the tape, one of the guys says, "Get homicide now!" And it's like, well, yeah, but he's got a big gash across his neck. Like his neck has clearly been slit. That should have been when you got homicide. <laughs> Well, I I think they're getting homicide because they know that it's John Kramer, right? I don't know. And um, he's left a message. Yeah, and, <laughs> and the whole thing was like, what makes more sense? Is it that, that the leader of the SWAT team has turned bad and is doing all this, or he's being manipulated by the you know manipulative serial killer who's done this over and over again? Um, the fact that they kept leaning into maybe this guy was guilty was driving me nuts. Um, or is another one the execution was bad but the premise i thought was very interesting yeah i was very let down because not the premise of hoffman if hoffman had been less involved in any of the movies um i would have been okay except for maybe five which it takes enough time to explain why he's there in the first place which helped a little maybe but less hoffman always better but I, I do like the premise of four with Rig, where they're, where it seems like he's trying to be recruited. Mm-hmm. Um, I wish they had stuck that out because I was interested much more in that. Yeah. And, and, oh, oh, I know what I wanted to ask. Uh-oh. So I'm watching these movies, right? And at some point, somebody talks about this has been happening over a period of 10 years. And I thought it had been like three days. Like, what is the period of time that these movies are supposed to cover? So it, it they cover a pretty long time. Um, it's originally I, I think it was only supposed to there isn't a ton of time in between 
Well, there's virtually it, – it's hard because it's on different timelines, but there's not a lot of time between three and four. that they, they happen pretty sequentially. Uh, but there's a lot of time between one and two, which you don't really find out watching one and, and two, except for the hint. When you do see um, Adam and you see the Dr. Gordon's foot, like they've obviously decayed quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, is is kind of the only hint to how much time has taken. But even if you look at two and three, like Amanda has really grown in the time span of, and, and it was lessened a little bit by the fact that they also retroactively worked her into the early traps. But yeah, yeah there's it's it's several years. Okay, yeah, I was confused by that because to me it felt like it had been like a month. You know what I mean? So I was yeah. like, oh, it's been years. Okay, I didn't get that at all. Yeah, and I could see, and see that's what I think hurts the franchise the most, the time, and whether it's too too far ahead, they're moving too far behind. They were all over the place with their time in several movies, and you know, not not that you know it's a franchise you shouldn't really pick it up and put it down and all that. Like I you know I get that. But it's like, man, you gotta be a little bit more, you know, a little more consistent with it. And that was really my main issue. Cause it's like, well, wait a minute. What the hell? When, where are we here? You know, it had a couple yeah. moments like that, which oh, I don't yeah. like that. They could have named this thing Flashback the Franchise. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah. I mean, it was driving me nuts. And every time they'd flash back to something, I'd just roll my eyes like, oh, here we go with this bullshit again. <laughs> Um, okay, so I, I do want to say that, ah, oh, damn it, is it, see, they blend together for me, which is a pain in the ass, too. They do very much blend together, and that's because they're so similar. Like I said, <laughs> there's a formula to them, um, and so it's hard to, you know, tell one from the other after a while. Which one was the one, Cat, where, um, they had their, there were two dudes who were, like, chained to this thing, and they had, one had their eyes sewed shut. Four? Four? Okay. That was four. Man. Four, as much as I wasn't a fan of it, it started off hot, man. The yeah. traps were amazing in four. Like, See, I think four, you know, I, I wasn't a big fan of the actual movie itself. Like, as a movie, I wasn't a big fan of that. But I'm not going to sit here and say it was bad because it's like they knew their fan base and they gave them what they wanted. You know, they yeah. really focused yeah. on that. They lost track of the story a little, you know, a good amount. Yeah, I, I, well, I guess not because the story really didn't even get started really till four. If you think about it, I don't know. It wasn't as consistent story based. It got away from the original story, I guess. But man, they came off hot with that, and it, it was just like, holy shit! Okay, Saw's back, and that was a good start. I felt like four was uh, at least the ending uh, was reminiscent of two. Where, you know, had um, the detective in uh, the second film just sat down and talked to John Kramer for whatever it was, an hour, 90 minutes, whatever he said, I don't remember. Then the safe would have opened and he would have gotten his son back and he wouldn't have had to do anything, right? Right. And the exact same thing turned out to be the ending of the fourth movie. Had he just not done anything, they would have been all, they would have all lived and been set free. Right. Um, and. Uh, so that kind of irritated me a little bit. Like, you know, you've got so many, there's so much potential and so many possibilities with this franchise and the way it's built. Don't restart. Go on. Yeah. That, that was a little, I, it's, I'm on the fence about that one. Cause it was a little bit 
irritating to see. And I also felt like, especially the way that, um, like, Jigsaw was executed also took the same timeline formula from 4, which was agitating. But the, I, I think the doing nothing aspect bothers me just a little bit less, just because there is that thing that John has where he he knows that these traps are going to work mostly because he knows how people are going to react to them. And I they didn't need to do it a second time in 4, like, Riggs didn't need to have that arc, but it, it does kind of show the predictable nature of humanity. It it tied back around to an earlier theme, which it, I don't know. It doesn't bother me too much, that instance of it. Right. Something else that I want to touch on uh, before I forget, because the traps you mentioned, you know, that's that's what the fan base really wanted for four. One thing that I love, one thing that makes me really want to go to bat for the Saw movies is the use of practical effects. Like, again, ignore seven. Yeah. <laughs> but the practical effects, I love their commitment to that when they were doing it on the, like, lower budget for Saw, when they had the higher budget for four. The fact that they did, like, as much practical stuff as possible really makes the effects stand up. Like, there are very few movies I can watch from the same time period as Saw that look as good as Saw looks in terms of gore. Right. Yeah, I think for the most part, all the movies were were well made. Um, You know, from a technical standpoint, all all of them were um, well made and they they all look good. Um, And yeah, the effects look great. Uh, throughout the throughout the franchise, um, yeah. I, don't, I don't really have any complaints in, in that area. I think they they started looking a little too good as time went on. <laughs> Honestly, because what what's what made Saw what what was part of what made Saw so great was it, it was that gritty, you know, like it, it was that, and it, I, it just lost, especially with Jigsaw. I mean, maybe that was the best one. If the best example of that, but man, I, I don't know. It needed it lost that grittiness as time went on, and I, I I think that hurt it a little bit as well. I thought talking about the look of the movies, um, right? There was a, a gritty sort of look to one and two, right? And then in three, one of the notes that I made was it now it looks like a shiny movie trying to look gritty. Right, 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 yeah. Um, and I felt like that change came with the third movie, where all of a sudden it was like, um, I, and I don't know what the budgets were on these films. I can't imagine the first one had much of a budget. Yeah. Um, and that probably led to at least part of the reason why it looked that way. Mm-hmm. Um, that might be true of the second one as well, but my guess is this, the budgets increased. Right. Um, it started to be a big-budget movie that was trying to look like a small-budget movie. Right, yeah, and... It's hard to not do that. Like, it really is. I, I get that part of it. But, yeah, I don't know. There's things you don't have to do that, you know, you can kind of keep that, you know, keep that at bay a little bit. And, yeah, I, I don't know, man. Like, it wasn't really necessary, some of the stuff. Like, you don't need – some movies don't need to look great. Like, Friday the 13th is a good example. That movie does not need to look great. Yeah. Yeah. And, and Saw is definitely one of them. I mean, for crying out loud, what what made them as big of a deal as they was was pretty much just a 
dirty ass fucking shower room. <laughs> now, now you're right. I, some movies don't need to look great. Like I remember, um, wasn't that long ago, people were real excited because they, we were going to get a 4K Blu-ray transfer of Evil Dead. I'm like, there is nothing Why? I want to see no. less than Evil Dead. <laughs> no, especially like an Army of Darkness is a god. No. Yeah, yeah, those movies do not need to be 4K. Maybe the uh, remake, but other than that, the the uh, the other ones do not need to be in 4K. Yeah, no. No, they they really don't. They really really don't. Um, uh, I mentioned the jumping around thing. You know what? Another thing that stuck out to me, and especially later on, it's mainly in Jigsaw. They really really could have found a better way of playing those tapes. And what comes to mind <laughs> as a perfect example, Paranormal Activity. And say what you want about the franchise, I love Paranormal Activity. They they grew like each. Uh, they started off with just the ta- the cameras stay on the stand and all that, but they eventually grew the security cameras and this and that. And it was really cool to see the growth in technology, kind of you know help that along and utilize that the best that they could. I, I mean, damn man, they still had a fucking old school tape recorder on the bottom of the fucking thing in 2017, 18. This came out, yeah. whatever it was. Yeah. Could have used that a little bit more. That was a little lazy to me. Yeah, they could have had some kid pick it up and go, I, what the hell is this? Right. Yeah, right, right. How the hell you work this thing? Right, right. Yeah, so. Yeah. I, we also passed over, um, we got to see Tobin Bell's peach. Sweet Jesus. In this franchise, which um, I thought was special. That that was great, so. We did? Did I miss that? Saw 4. Saw 4. He's pretty close to the opening shot right He's yeah like laid out on the autopsy oh the table autopsy table pen. yeah yeah that's right i remember not to make fun I, a huge fan of tobin bell i love and respect this man but rob i could see why you missed it that's all yeah <laughs> a little bit of steve going on with yeah. mr tobin yeah. bell well, he's maybe he's a grower and not a shower. You know? it, it had to be he was laying on a metal table i'll give him the benefit of the doubt it yeah. had to be cold yeah, it's cold yeah, it's cold, you know. Might have been suffering from a little shrinkage. We don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Rob, you went into this kicking and screaming. Uh-huh. You're still kicking and screaming. I'm kick, I kicked and I kicked and screamed throughout it, and I'm still kicking and screaming. What Do you, do you think there was anything – I know it's a blanket statement, and you could probably list a million things, but what do you think the biggest problem – if you had to name one thing, what do you think the biggest problem with this franchise was? Um, well, that's there's a lot. I, I know you could name, and that's what any franchise. Not not to pick on this one, Cap. Oh no, it needs picked on a little bit. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I guess my biggest, uh, the biggest thing for me, um, was I started to I I was losing interest because of how formulaic they were. Okay. And I realize that that's a weird thing to say because I've said that my favorite franchise is Friday the 13th. True. You don't get more formulaic <laughs> than a Friday the 13th movie. Yeah. The difference between the two is that the formula for Friday the 13th is very simple. Right. And this, uh, the formula here is not. Mm-hmm. Um, I also, I got the sense that at times I felt like the filmmaker was talking down to me. Oh, God. Um, you don't like that. No, no, I don't. Not at all. You know, um, like I said, there were there were just a lot of times where I felt like they're going, ha ha, look how look how clever we are. But you didn't see that coming. 
whatever, man. Just make your movies. You know? Yeah. And I don't think that overall this franchise has the sympathy for the victims that it wants to pretend to have. Yeah. Yeah, I could see that. Across the eight movies, there were numerous missed opportunities to do something really great. Um, and more often than not, they did something that was at best mediocre and at worst awful. Ooh. Um, outside of the first two movies, I don't think that I would ever rewatch any of the other ones. Okay. Okay. Um, I, I would probably go with just it, you know, the, the director and the writer, like Kat had pointed out earlier. I, I think that is, and, and we've seen it happen with other franchises, but it, with a story like this, and like you said, there's complexity involved like, in a lot of it, you know, and it's like to go different directions with something like that is difficult, but man, I will stand by the first one, classic, you know, you can't really take much away from the importance of that movie and the impact that it had when it came out. The second one was great. You know, you, I, I would put that up against most movies. And and it would contend. Third one I like too, but then that's when it started. Like you know, you ha- it's kind of like Final Destination, I think, where the first few were really good, and then you had move. You had to me anyway, personally. The all the rest of the movies had moments where you're like, oh wow, you know, it flashed its greatness here and there, and it's like, oh wow, you know, that's really good. But yeah, I, I could see where Rob is coming from, where it was kind of the same song and dance for the most part throughout it, but you know. Cat, you picked it. This is a, this is, when you really sit and, like, I've never paid attention to the movies before. Going through it, watching it to talk about it here with with all of us. There's a lot going on in these, man. You really picked an enigma. Yeah, um, and it's, it's what I love about it because there are, usually I think one of the biggest, uh, and, and it's kind of like the Friday the 13th thing, you know, where it's, Saying you don't really like uh, formulaic movies, even though you right. like it in somewhere else. It's normally one of the biggest crimes that a movie or a franchise can commit for me is not living up to its potential. But Saw, I, I think, showed what it could do often enough and regularly enough consistently to the point where I feel like there's always things to think about. There are always things to discuss. There are always new angles and it's, it's kept me engaged for a really long time, like more than I ever, ever expected. I will give them credit for that. They, they aimed higher than most horror franchises aim. You know, that these, it felt like they really had, had something to say with these movies as opposed to, you know, most, you know, as opposed to Friday the 13th where there's nothing to say. It's just fun. So I, I do give them credit for that. They, they tried to do something lofty. They, they, I think they were aiming for the same sort of societal comment that maybe Romero made with his dead movies. Um, the problem is they, they fell short of the mark more often than not, in my opinion, mm-hmm. uh, whereas Romero pretty much hit it dead on every time. But, you know, yeah, you have to give them credit for that. I, I admire anybody who swings for the fences, even if they strike out. Okay. I, I could see that for sure. I could see that for sure. Um, Kat, did you have anything you wanted to mention on this that we haven't touched yet? 
obviously I could talk about this forever. The, the one other big thing, and it, it comes back around to like my special effects thing a little bit, right. just that the editing in the first two is so, so incredible. I was amazed because they got such a reputation for being gory, even really early in in the franchise, and one and two don't show that much. I think some of, like, the scariest traps were the ones, like, the needle pit, you don't really see that much gore, but you kind of, like, cringe every time you think about it. And that's, I, I think a lot of people overlook that because so many of the later installations were like, we're, we're not going to, we're going to do like a brain drilling scene and a full on autopsy. And they, they didn't really hold anything back in later installations. I think people forget how well edited those first two are. Yeah. Speaking of interesting editing, they did um, an interesting thing with the transitions, I thought, in uh, the fourth movie. Um, there, there was these, I, I don't even know how to describe it, but they were really interesting transitions uh, from from scene to scene or sequence to sequence um, that I, I, you know, uh, really caught my eye. And at first I couldn't decide whether I, I loved them or hated them, but ultimately I ended up really liking them. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and you know, the effects are, I mean, that I think that's part of what made the movie as great as it was, the franchise as great as it was, man, you know, it, it it looked so damn real. It like it really it made me it made me cringe. It made me look away at times, <laughs> you know. And that's not always the easiest thing to do with horror stuff because uh, we had uh, uh, an old co-host and she used to say all the time, and she was so right. It's hard to make blood look good. Like it really is very difficult to make blood look good. Yeah. And you know she's right. Like and man, forget about just making blood look good. Like prosthetics and limbs coming off and shit being torn and all that stuff. And man, I, I've never seen a franchise do it. At, I want to be careful before I say this. <laughs> if it's been done better, man, it's not by much. It'll contend with damn near anything. Like it really will. Yeah, I mean the look uh, of these movies is is great. The effects, all of that was. Yeah, it was all it was all really well done. I do think with the complexity of the story, uh, you guys are right. Had had it been one, you know, a writer and director who who sort of oversaw the entire thing, right? Uh, it would have maybe worked out a little bit better. You know, they they we see with uh, you know like Friday the Thirteenth is constantly changing writers and directors from installment to installment, but they never they didn't care about making sense out of those movies from the very beginning you know it's, it's clear yeah um, no no yeah with an overarching storyline that's going to run throughout the movies um having a steadier hands at the wheel made, would have served them a lot better oh yeah oh yeah a lot better but you know that that's something we'll never know i, I was there rumors about this uh, uh i can't i think i remembered something along the lines of there's another one coming out or something Spiral like that. Spiral from the Book of Saw. It's got Chris Rock and Samuel L. Jackson. Oh, right. Sam okay, yeah, that, that's <laughs> what I wanted to talk to you guys about. Chris Rock. I love Chris Rock. Huge fan of Chris Rock. But, man, do you think him making a horror movie is going to work out? And especially touching one, not, not only making a horror movie, it's not like it's his own, like he's going to Jordan Peele this thing. He's taking Saw, which is so, – there's so many – it's hard for the original maker, like the people who are experienced in horror films to do those movies right. I mean, damn, he's got balls. What do you think we're going to get? 
I'm actually, I'm, I was really worried when I heard that Chris Rock was the one that picked up Saw because mm-hmm. I had those same concerns. But if I'm correct, uh, I don't know if this was a rumor, if this is an actual thing. Um, I think they're getting Darren Lynn Bowsman back to work on it. And he really? did two, three, and four. Four was questionable, but two and three are, you know, two of the top ones. So no, that's I'm, like just your opinion. What <laughs> <laughs> two at least is yeah, like yeah, the top yeah. one. I really like. Uh, I'm a big fan of Darren Lynn Bowsman, so I'm I'm a little bit more hopeful, especially if that's true. If that's not just a rumor, like <laughs> if he worked is, on it. Is right. this? How is this? I don't I don't know what this movie is. Is it a continuation of the story? Is it um or is it a reboot? What what exactly is this movie? Do we know? The trailer, I'm just going to come out and say this the trailer made it look a lot more like a cop drama. <laughs> yeah. Like if you're worried about that in the later saw movies, uh the trailer for Spiral is not going to reassure you at all. Oh god. Yeah. So I will say this, um it, when I heard there was going to be another Saw movie, my initial reaction was, oh, I can't wait to not see it. Um, and then I found out that Chris Rock was involved, and I it piqued my interest. I want to see what he does. Do you? Yeah. I mean, I don't see why not. We've, we've seen people come from the world of comedy and, and do well, and obviously the, the go-to example is Jordan Peele because he's made two amazing movies. Um, but, you know, let's not forget that, uh, you know, Danny McBride had a hand in making the latest Halloween film. Yes, 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 very true. I was shocked when I seen that. I was like, yeah. oh, shit. And and there are a lot of similarities between horror and comedy um, in the way that it's uh, performed and, and also just sort of the place that it comes from. Right, right. Uh, you know, um, the, the, what's the saying? Something like, you know, there's no comedian comes from a happy home. Yeah. That sort of thing. You know, it's a, there's always a, a darkness there. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, also in performing, uh, performance wise, it's, they're both very reliant on timing. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're not as different as, as they might seem on the surface. Um, so I'm, I, I'm interested in it. I, I like anything that is, um, I love it when an actor is cast against type. Right. Yeah. In movies, you know, that always interests me to see, you know, um, somebody play a, a role that you wouldn't expect them to see. Mm-hmm. And I think um, in this role for Chris Rock is an interesting chance to see him play a role we wouldn't think that he would see. And also to see how well he can he can um, work on the movie because he's also he's writing it. Right. I think so. Isn't he cat? Do you know? I don't he know probably how, wrote it already. I thought he was directing it, and then I heard Darren Lynn Bowsman was back, so now I, I, I don't know who's doing what anymore. Yeah, I was actually the same, Cat. I was under the impression that he was going to write and direct it, but it seems like I did read somewhere that, that he wasn't um, directing it. Someone else was coming in. It must be Darren Lynn Bowsman. Yeah. But either way, I'm interested to see what he'll do, because he's had he's going to have a bigger hand in this film than just being in it. Yeah. Right. Um, and so that actually did pique my interest enough to where I was thinking, man, I'm going to go to the theater and see a Saw movie. Who knows? <laughs> yeah. <sighs> Chris Rock picked a ballsy one, man. He picked a real <laughs> ballsy one to re- to go for. He really did. Well, yeah. on, on the bright side, he only has to follow up Jigsaw. <laughs> true. <laughs> the bar true. got really lowered. So. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Wait until your boy LeBron makes this Friday the 13th. Uh, okay, we're 
we are not about to talk about LeBron James. I can tell you that right <laughs> for the fuck now. No. That is not no. happening. No, 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 no. God, no, why no. you got to piss no. me off the way you do? No. Why? Obviously, it's no. It's for. I, obviously, it is. Obviously, it is. But, um, yeah, so, I mean, that's all. I, I'm... I'm gonna I'm gonna watch this. I'll tell you what, it'll get me to at least watch the damn thing with Chris Rock involved, and that's something that I couldn't really say otherwise. You know, yeah. like shit. Yeah, it has Samuel L. Jackson in it too, doesn't it? It does. It does. Yeah. It does. I think they're partners. Yeah. I'm not gonna hate that. Maybe. I don't know, but um, yeah. So it, it's worth a watch. We will see how they do. All right, guys. I mean, that, that's all I could think of to mention on Saul. I mean. Cat, you are two weeks in now, and you've already yeah. pissed Rob the fuck off, and that makes me super happy. So good <laughs> job on that. Yeah, unfortunately, Cat, you, you and I will never be friends. Uh, <laughs> well, <laughs> I do want to offer uh, you, Rob, the opportunity to piss me off. Also, though, can I ask what your rankings were? Can I ask oh, like what the final? <laughs> oh yeah, top uh, to bottom. <laughs> hold on. Um. Well, uh, yeah. I guess I'll just go one to one to eight because I already told you Saw Two was number one, so it kills the suspense, right? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so Saw Two is number one. Uh, number two was Saw the original. Uh, number three I had six. Four was the final chapter. Really. Five was five. Six was Jigsaw. Seven was uh three, and eight was four. Damn. Yeah, I'm surprised really... Final Chapter made it that high. Yeah, me too. But but it did, the premise was really, really that's, good. That's I, why I think I put it so high. I, I did really like that premise. I, I wish I really wish they had been able to do more with it. Damn. That's okay. I mean, I, I still don't understand. Because, uh, no offense, Kat, I don't, there were some shitty movies in this franchise. Like, they really <laughs> were. So, for, for, th- for three to go that long, that's crazy. I did, I did not like it at all. Like I was bored watching three. I don't I don't know how the hell that happened. All right. Do we I'm, I'm just it's I'm more discerning than you. Cat, you know th- this is coming from a, a rubber fan, so you know. <laughs> yeah, so I'm I'm less concerned. <laughs> <laughs> That's nice. Oh man. But all right, guys. Um, be sure to go check us out at Slasher Radio on Twitter. Give us a follow. We're at Slasher Radio uh, on YouTube and SlasherRadio.com where you can get all our episodes, interviews, uh, articles, all that stuff. And you can check me out at Mikey's Dead on Twitter. Give me a follow. And Rob, I don't think anyone really wants to talk to you, but if they did, where would they call you? I would prefer that they leave you the hell alone, but <laughs> if they must, they can find me on Twitter. I am at Radio Rob One Two Three. You can also listen to my other show, uh, This Horror Life, and you can find that wherever fine podcasts are available. Okay, okay. Cat, where are they? Where are you gracing people with your presence on Twitter? On Twitter, I am Cat underscore Valour V O L E U R. Okay. And that is that, ladies and gentlemen. Check us out. We'll be back next week. And good night from Slasher Radio. All the best of Slasher Radio Podcast.
Man, I've got I have to work oh, um, on shit. Halloween, which is sad. Uh, but I will be running a spooky Dungeons and Dragons sessions. Damn. Okay. That's what I do for a job. Like it's not exciting or Halloween themed. That's just my life. But yeah. Wait, wait. I you run Dungeons and Dragons sessions as a job? Oh yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. That didn't come up last week, did it? No, I'm a it professional did not. dungeon master. <laughs> That's my day job. What? That's yeah. a thing? Apparently. <laughs> and also, by the way, the nerdiest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> fair. <laughs> Very fair. I never I never got into Dungeons and Dragons. I had some friends who were into it in like high school and they always wanted me to play and I'm like, Yeah, no, whatever guys. You go ahead and play Dungeons and Dragons. I'll be over here drinking beer and talking to girls. Oh god. <laughs> that is some rob shit to say. But... Yeah. Oh my god. Okay, ladies and gentlemen. Well, just ladies. Uh, so. <laughs> uh, that's a that's a show, isn't it? That was fun, guys. Cat, who the hell pays you to play dungeons? <laughs> so, so uh, I spent last year. I got hired uh, to do movie reviews, uh, horror movie reviews for the Deadwalk Online. I live in the dream, um, and this year they and. Lockdown started, and I was like, "Oh, I'm probably gonna be fine because I have I, I work from home." And they immediately shut us down. They're like, "We can't be doing this for a while. We're going on temporary hiatus." And then, Damn. you know, like a couple months later, I'm looking for a job because it's like I haven't heard anything back, and I'm I'm broke. And yeah. Um, so yeah, I was just like I was on. I had put in a bunch of applications, and I hopped onto Twitter like as I, I'm lounging around, and I saw this thing that was like open call for dungeon masters and i was like like D and like, <laughs> so i sent in a thing and i was like what are the qualifications even for this i didn't know this was a job and they're like uh have you run fifth edition before and i was like uh i like for a couple friends and they're like are you we have two modules that are like very horror based and fucked up would you run those and i was like please like absolutely i don't care what they are i, I haven't read either one of them <laughs> they're like Wonderful. Yeah. You're hired. I was like, oh. <laughs> nice. All right. Yeah, I saw I saw it said uh, on your Twitter profile it said something about a dungeon master, but I I was I didn't know if that was Dungeons and Dragons or like some weird sex thing. Everyone oh, thinks God. it's like a weird sex yeah, thing. That's yeah. like the most um but no, Dark Galaxies Gaming pays me to play Dungeons and Dragons all day. So it's yeah, not bad work if you can get it. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Damn. I wish I could find someone to pay me to get my shit pushed in on Dead by Daylight all day. That would be yeah. yeah. I think more people would pay to watch you die than you realize, man. <laughs> well, I mean, hey, man, Dead by Daylight's the fucking game. I can tell you that. <laughs> I can tell you that. <laughs>